Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, everybody. On this episode of The Charlie Kirk Show, we dive deep into the new proposed $1 trillion stimulus bill. Listen to our sister episode with Sean Hannity. But before you do that or listen to this episode, please make sure you're subscribed to The Charlie Kirk Show. Type in Charlie Kirk Show to your podcast provider. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Screenshot it and email us, freedom at charliekirk.com, freedom at charliekirk.com. Get involved with Turning Point USA at tpusa.com. That is tpusa.com. Please email us your thoughts always at freedom at charliekirk.com. Please consider supporting our program. How do you support it? Well, you can become a $5, $10, $100, or $500 supporter that pays for our back-end costs, our production costs, at charliekirk.com slash support. That is charliekirk.com slash support. Check it out right now. Chip in some money if you can. Helps pay for our time, helps pay for our research team, so that we can continue to give you anywhere between 12 to 14 podcasts a week. Big episode in store, everybody. Buckle up. Here we Go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want to know what you're listening to to be actually what you're listening to, not what your roommates or your neighbors or the garbage that your left-wing neighbor might be listening to. If they're listening to Rachel Maddow, you need to be able to tune it out. Guess what? You can do that with wireless earbuds from Raycon. You can listen to The Charlie Kirk Show while your friends, your neighbors, your family members are piping the Young Turks. You can be deep into history, Western civilization, and unique commentary here on The Charlie Kirk Show. That's why you need Raycon. You already know that Raycon earbuds are about half the price of any other premium wireless earbud on the market, and that they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 Earbud, are the best ones yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, more compact design that gives you a nice, noise-isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are incredibly comfortable, perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls. You've heard me talk about how the company was founded by Ray J and Cardi B. She's a criminal, but she's a nice person are obsessed with Raycons. Pick up a pair and see what the hype is all about. So go to buyraycon.com slash Kirk. It's buyraycon.com slash Kirk for 15% off. Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash Kirk. Republicans have unveiled their latest stimulus proposal in the last 24 hours here as a starting point for negotiations. So according to CNN, here's the headline that they led with. Stimulus negotiations. Republicans' $1 trillion opening bid would cut unemployment benefits. 
Now, this represents a second try for Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell from Kentucky. He had previously planned to unveil the bill last Thursday before that was ultimately canceled because of disputes on some of the finer points of the bill, as well as unemployment insurance. Senator McConnell said on Monday, quote, our Democratic colleagues know this crisis is still urgent. I know they know American families need more help. So I hope this strong proposal will occasion a real response, not partisan cheap shots. So here's what we know so far. Senate Republicans are proposing to reduce the expanded $600 weekly unemployment benefit as part of their relief plan down to $200 a week until states can implement a more complicated formula-based system that doesn't pay people more not to work. For most recipients of the $600 federal unemployment benefit enhancement, the final checks went out a few days ago. Now, the Republican plan will rightly reduce it to transition payments equally to roughly 70% of an individual's previous wages. And predictably, the entire media is up in arms, and I'll read you some of these headlines in just one second. The Republican proposal would lower the federal employment benefit to $200 per week. Now, this is very deceiving because it's $200 in addition to the state unemployment benefit that workers are entitled to. If you notice that your wage every single week might not be the same number of the work that you're putting in, well, it's because part of your wages are being taxed for an unemployment tax. Every single state has a different amount that they take out. In the unfortunate event that you might be unemployed eventually, they'll be able to have the, quote, insurance to pay you out. Now, the excuse given at the time when they drafted the multi-trillion dollar stimulus bill, or stimulus bill, as they say, I'm putting in quotes here, stimulus bill, a couple months ago. The excuse at the time was that many states' unemployment systems were so archaic that they couldn't adjust payment amounts to ensure remaining unemployment paid more than working. So they were forced, in essence, we were told, to go with one amount that fits all. Well, the Republicans are rightly trying to demand that this comes to a stop. The Democrats want to extend the extra $600 a week through January. Now, under the Republican plan, states will have approximately two months to transition to being able to match previous wages. But predictably, and of course, the radical Democrats are using this as an opportunity to paint Republicans as heartless and to spread absolute balderdash and lies. So check out this headline from Bloomberg as just one example. Republicans would cut unemployment payments in virus relief plan from NBC. Senate Republicans moved to cut $600 weekly jobless benefits to $200. The proposal isn't yet official, but the emerging details represent a counteroffer to Democrats who have pushed to extend the full $600 payment. Do you see that sleight of hand? Republicans don't want to give you free stuff Because they don't care about you, is what the media says. And Democrats are saying it doesn't matter that the current system incentivizes people to stay at home, which I can tell you from personal experience and talking to job creators and entrepreneurs, massive CEOs and multi-billionaires that employ tens of thousands of people, that this ridiculous unemployment extra benefit incentivizes people to stay at home. So here's the way that it works. You get your state unemployment insurance. But also on top of that, you get $600 a week. So in some states like Wyoming, some people were earning $1,100, $1,300 a week to not do anything. 
this is an incentive to have people stay at home. So they don't care that our national debt balloons to absurd amounts, and we'll get to that in a second. They certainly do not care about inflation. They don't care about mortgaging our children's future. They say that the money serves a, quote, emergency cushion for millions of Americans who have been displaced by the labor market's sudden changes, particularly when many states are reversing their reopening plans. Yes, they are displaced because you refuse to look at the science and allow states to reopen. Now, mind you, Senator Ron Wyden, who is a incredibly effective socialist who calls himself a Democrat from Oregon, First of all, he should focus on the terrorists taking over his own state. But instead, he tweeted a total lie. Quote, the White House is once again showing that it has zero understanding of the desperation of unemployed Americans. My message to Republicans is this. If you think $200 a week is enough to live on, you try it first. So why is this a lie? Well, again, it's because $200 a week on top of the pre-existing state benefits. Michael Zona, a spokesman for the Senate Finance Committee, Chairman Chuck Grassley, I'm a Chuck Grassley fan, replied, quote, a federal benefit of $200 a week would be in addition to hundreds of dollars in state benefits. No unemployed American is being asked to live on just $200 a week. In 2009, under Barack Obama and a fully Democrat Congress, extra federal benefits were $25 a week. Now, they vary, but generally, they replace about 45% of a worker's wages before they lost their job. So here's what else the bill does. It includes a new round of $1,200 free checks to individual Americans, billions of dollars for schools with some of the money aimed at helping classrooms reopen, and a five-year liability shield for businesses, health care providers, and others. Now, this is very good. I love the liability protection. I cannot speak more forcefully against sending $1,200 checks to individual Americans. It is the modern-day Roman equivalent of sending out bread to try to have people not rebel against you. People did not earn those $1,200. It sets a precedent for universal basic income. It is not a proper role of government. We do not have the money. We'll have to pay for it eventually in either increased taxes, a deteriorated currency, less purchasing power, an erosion of American sovereignty, or maybe America entering some sort of world government, which becomes more and more likely when you owe more money than you're actually worth in your country. So this $1,200 to just individual Americans is outrageous, and it should be rejected by every single Republican. Now, I get the whole part in the Senate where you have to give a little to get a little. But here on The Charlie Kirk Show, we're going to tell it to you straight. We are going to call balls and strikes On these pieces of legislation, we are going to tell you when there is absolute nonsense that is anti-American, anti-conservative values, and this $1,200 checks to individual Americans is just that. Now, the five-year liability shield, I'm completely supportive of it. I think this is really good. It allows businesses to operate without having to worry about massive COVID lawsuits or China virus lawsuits just because they open their restaurant. This is a good thing. It also includes about $100 billion more for the Small Business Paycheck Protection Program, which we at Turning Point USA are very proud that we were able to self-sustain ourselves without having to take government money, unlike other conservative organizations that did. 
But we at the Charlie Kirk Show were self-reliant, self-sufficient. It was tempting. We went through the initial process to see what we would qualify for. We would qualify for well over seven figures, well over a million dollars. And we decided not to do it. And I'm really proud of our decision at Turning Point USA. I also think that we need to have a broader conversation of what is the proper role of government in a crisis. And I'm going to get to that towards the conclusion of our show. It would also extend a limited moratorium on evictions and over $16 billion in new money for testing. Now, very important, it does not have any money for state and local governments, something the Democrats are demanding. Mitch McConnell, I'm not always really gentle on you. Senator McConnell, I'm sometimes, I play a little fastball with Senate Republicans, but thank you. And you deserve to be congratulated and applauded for not including money for state and local governments. It was tempting. It was something they were holding over your head. It was borderline political extortion. Good for you, Senator Mitch McConnell, and for Senate Republicans for not including a state or local government bailout for those governments that want to use this crisis as a way to bail out corrupt public sector teacher unions, SCI unions. And I have to say, the Republicans so far are holding out on this. They must not give in during the negotiations. Right now, Senator McConnell, I am pleased with how you are holding the line that state and local governments that live beyond their means should be bailed out by fiscally responsible states. For example, I left the state of Illinois. I grew up in Illinois. I consider Chicago home. I consider it's where I'm from. But I no longer live in the state of Illinois. I'm a Florida resident. Illinois has a 5% income tax. Illinois has a pension fund that is completely and totally bankrupt. There is no pension fund. In fact, it's an empty pension fund. Illinois is looking at the federal government with their chops being licked, if you will. They're licking their chops, which is probably the better way to say it, saying that we can get tons of money to help bail out these pre-existing structural financial problems that we have. Whereas states like Florida, they would take the money and they wouldn't even need the money. South Dakota does not need the money, thanks to the terrific Governor Christy Noem. Many states do not need the money. And so I appreciate Senator Mitch McConnell telling the states, you are on your own. As the great Justice Louis Brandeis said, we have laboratories of democracy. States should be able to make different decisions and people should be able to move to better states or stay in bad states if they so choose. That is part of liberty, is the free movement and flow of people. The Senate Republicans did a courageous thing here. I think the $1,200 to individual Americans is nonsense. I think that it is actually insulting to a lot of Americans. But I am going to applaud the Senate Republicans because it would have been very easy for them to give in to want to bail out San Francisco, bail out Los Angeles, bail out New York City, bail out California, bail out Connecticut. It is not the role of the federal government. So I hope the Republicans continue to hold the line. Chicago, Illinois does not deserve the money from Aberdeen, South Dakota. Chicago, Illinois needs to learn how to solve their own financial problems. It is not the duty or the financial responsibility of a taxpayer in Cody, Wyoming, who's already paying a boatload in federal income tax and federal FICA tax to have to pay even more in taxes or a deteriorated currency so that the public sector teacher unions in Chicago can bail themselves out, give themselves more raises, while kids cannot read 
in the inner cities. It's a Chicago, Illinois created problem. It should be a Chicago, Illinois problem that is solved by their own leaders. Now, the current proposal does try to appease the Democrats too much, something we should never do, by the way. Now, I understand to a certain extent there are people in tough races, Senator Cory Gardner, Senator Tom Tillis. I get it. And I I don't pretend to be in the United States Senate. We here are just worried about the future of our republic, the future of our generation, the future of liberty and freedom. And so when I see proposals that want to appease Democrats, give people money for nothing, subsidize bad behavior, I get very wary. I can understand that it's tough in the United States Senate. I'm sure it's a difficult job at times. I don't think it is as difficult as some of them make it seem. And I think we've appeased the Democrats too much, especially back in March, by giving state and local leaders, quote, more flexibility on how they use the $150 billion from the CARES Act in March. Sports keep coming back. So does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball is now in full swing and the NBA has also begun. There's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And as sports start to return, BetOnline has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL, Robbie Horry, seven-time NBA champion, and Harold Reynolds from Major League Baseball to get their own opinions on what it'll be like playing without fans and what they have called the fan-demic. So visit BetOnline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. BetOnline.ag, our online sports book experts. So over the last several days, White House representatives have made it clear in talks with Senate Republicans that they don't view a broad deal as feasible, given where Democrats stand at the moment. Basically, the Democrats, based on their public comments so far, they say they were to test the waters and lay the groundwork for moving forward on a scaled back deal this week. Now, the White House wants a scaled back bill with narrowly tailored pieces the Democrats actually hate this bill. Now, I'm, I will reveal at the end my opinion on the bill. I'm going to call balls and strikes throughout. But the Democrats hate it more than I hate it. Let's put it that way. They want something more like a $3 trillion bill. That's right. The Democrats want another $3 trillion bill, though the Democrat-controlled House passed in May. Pelosi says this. This is a package. We cannot piecemeal this. Here's what Chuck Schumer from New York said. On MSNBC, quote, we have unemployment running out. We have renter protection running out. We have state and local governments going into the new month and won't have money and will lay off thousands and thousands of people. We're at all these cliffs and we still at this very moment do not have a plan from the Republicans. We want to sit down and negotiate, but you can't negotiate with a ghost. Now, that's a total lie. Obviously, Senator Chuck Schumer, I wouldn't expect anything different from him. And it's no surprise that Democrats are trying to fear monger. They're either lying like Senator Wyden from Oregon or they don't know how unemployment works. I think they're actually lying. Of course they know how unemployment works. And anything other than giving more people to do nothing all day long to stay out of the workforce than go back to work is completely unacceptable for the Marxists and the Democrats. Here are a couple points that I want to make. Number one, I said it then and I'll say it again. The Democrats want these multi-trillion dollar bills to bail out poorly run Democrat states that tax and spend and still run major deficits. So good for Republicans for standing firm on 
this issue. They should not give an inch. Number two, the liability shield for business is key. You should not be held liable for trying to continue staffing your workplace during the Chinese coronavirus. If someone gets sick while working, business owners could be held liable. Same with some doctor and patient care facilities. Number three, but, and it's a very big but, there should be no additional relief plan. We've already passed trillions of dollars in spending. We should have serious concerns about inflation. And I saw this article today from Fox Business. Gold prices jumped to record highs on Monday. The United States Chinese rift contributed to this and also the fact that expectations that central banks would continue pumping out stimulus to ease the economic pain from a worsening coronavirus pandemic. The dollar fell to a nearly two-year low versus major currencies as expectations of more stimulus globally to ease the economic blow. Gold tends to benefit from widespread stimulus since it's considered a hedge against inflation and currency debasement. So here's what we know. The only stimulus that will actually work is opening up our country and our schools. We must not be held hostage by Democrats who want to hurt this country, its economy, and our people just so they can blame it on President Trump. The science is very clear. This virus is less deadly than the common flu for anyone under the age of 35. Now, if you're over the age of 60 and have pre-existing conditions or have comorbidities, this is something that you should probably be concerned about. If you're 19 years old, if you're 22 years old in the workforce, this is something that you statistically will probably not die from. Look, we need to open our country now. That is the ultimate stimulus. Listen to the doctors who are not bought off by big pharma or the medical deep state. I oppose any new stimulus right now. In fact, I oppose government stimulus almost always. The only stimulus that I favor are tax cuts, regulatory cuts, and increasing individual initiative and freedom. I think creating money out of thin air, giving it to people to do nothing, will debase your currency. When you have more of something, it will inevitably be less. When you have more of something, it becomes more abundant. It becomes more ubiquitous. It becomes easier to get. It is worth less than it was previously. I think we need to have a real conversation in our country around inflation, around deficits, around the size and scope of government. In fact, if we actually want to recover our economy, if we want to get back to where we were, why would we continue on the pathway of quantitative easing, which will inevitably bring us to more inflation? Now, the tragedy of inflation is that, yes, it is coming. I've been calling this for a couple months now. I bought a bunch of gold back in March, and I'm doing quite well because of that. Inflation is coming because we've created so much money out of thin air. We can't even print the money that we are creating at the pace that we are creating it. And who does it hurt the most? Who does inflation hurt the most? Recent college graduates and middle-class workers, people that do not own much of anything, get absolutely brutalized by inflation. If you own property, own assets, if you're in the stock market, Inflation can actually benefit you. A little inflation is actually good if you own a bunch of homes, if you own a bunch of stocks, and especially if you own a bunch of gold as a hedge against that inflation. But if you own nothing, 
and you are earning $9 an hour. And next thing you know, there is 5% inflation, and that $9 is no longer worth the actual $9 of purchasing power, and your employer does not give you a raise for whatever reason, then all of a sudden you actually get a pay cut because everything around you gets more expensive. Inflation is the invisible tax on the working class of our country. And a trillion dollars here and $3 trillion there, and then creating more money and pumping those dollars into the system just to keep this economy alive will bring us to a self-inflicted suicide, the likes of which the American economy cannot endure. Now, you'll never hear any of this from Democrats. You'll never hear them talk about how the $3 trillion previously and the $3 trillion now for $6 trillion in additional spending for a $10 trillion total federal government spend, which, interestingly enough, we had a $4 trillion budget and $6 trillion on top of it, will be the largest government in the history of the planet. All the Democrats want you to think is that Republicans are heartless and don't want to give you more money. This is where I think Republicans get off base. I think we need to be brutally honest with the American people. I think we need to say, we're not going to give you any money. You should save better. Why haven't you saved for this crisis? Go to a church, go to a community center, and seek local help. Now, mind you, this is probably a really good way to lose elections. But my, my advice here is not what is politically popular. It's actually what's good for the country. Because I think if you keep on doing what you think is politically popular – even though it is bad for the country, eventually you lose the country and you lose your elections. Now, mind you, none of this would be needed if we actually opened up our country. None of this would be needed if we continued down these draconian lockdown measures that do not allow us to get to optimal productivity, that do not allow us to get back to creating jobs and keeping people towards a path of flourishing and prosperity and success. Instead of asking for $1,200 in free money, that you are not entitled to, why don't you ask your local Democrat to open our country up again? So I stand firmly on this stimulus bill like I did on the prior stimulus bill. I'm completely opposed to it. Now, I said there were some good parts to it. I understand why the president has to sign it into law. I understand why he has to negotiate in good faith because it would be politically awful. However, on this show, I'm going to tell you what's good for the country, not necessarily what's just good for an election. This bill is bad for the country. It's not going to put people back to work. It is not going to create the right incentives. It is not going to unleash the wealth-creating engine that we know of free enterprise across our country. In fact, it's going to do the exact opposite. In fact, this bill will only hinder further job creation. This bill will restrict flourishing tomorrow and for future generations. And let's talk about the national debt. With this bill... We are going to have a 27 to $28 trillion national debt. We don't even actually know the full number because the people that do the accounting for the federal government haven't caught up to it yet. We are spending money so quickly we can't even account for it. Who's going to pay for that? I'm 26 years old. My generation is going to pay for that. Our generation is going to pay for the recklessness, the spending, the debt, and the deficit that happens today. Who is smiling right now? Who benefits tremendously the more our currency goes into the toilet? Who benefits the more that we borrow? The Chinese, the very people that inflicted our virus on our entire civilization and our country. Why would we pass a bill that would make the Chinese happy? 
not create jobs, and put our country in debt. Now, I mean none of this criticism as a personal attack towards the White House or the president or the Senate. I understand why they have to do what they do. But unlike other podcasts, you're going to hear from me directly that this bill is absolute garbage. It's not going to do anything to help better our country. In fact, it's complete and total balderdash. I support the opening of America. That's a true stimulus. I do support a cutting of the FICA tax. I encourage you to go back to our 10 idea episode. And I want to thank all of you that have gone to charliekirk.com slash support, charliekirk.com slash support and supported us after that episode. We really thank you a lot for that. There are plenty of things that we can do that can stimulate the American economy. But if you understand the laws of economics like I do, you know that deficit spending, creating money out of thin air, even indulging yourself in a minor way in hyperinflation or inflation in general is a gateway to totalitarianism. We talked about in a previous episode the death of the American middle class. One of the reasons why the American middle class cannot get ahead because re-election-seeking politicians in Washington, D.C., some of whom are very good people, some of whom mean well, they just do not have a spine or a backbone, and they're very worried about losing re-election, and some of them, understandably, have continually made decisions and proposals and endorsed a set of laws that have made the American middle class in financial turmoil, in financial disarray. Because the money that the American middle class might be saving or earning is worth less today than it was yesterday when you start to create money out of thin air, when you start to incentivize awful behavior. It is time for our country to open up. The bad news I have to share with you is that this bill will probably get signed into law. I am a strict fiscal hawk. I do not think that the federal government should be borrowing money any year except in extreme warlike circumstances, and I think we should repay it back to the American people. I think debts and deficits are immoral, especially for future generations. And I say all of this as a committed Trump supporter who works tirelessly to convince people to get the president reelected, that I have my knuckles bloody fighting in the streets metaphorically against people that want our country to burn. So I say all of this in good faith, that I want what is best for our country and best for our president. And it saddens me that we are at a place where we have to continually turn on the spigot of cheap money and big government programs, and we've almost convinced ourselves that one more stimulus bill is going to get this economy up and going again. I mean, $1,200 to every American, regardless of whether or not they have worked, $1,200 to every American just because they exist? That's not conservative. That's not American. There are some good things in there, and I hope that we continue on the pathway to not bail out the states. But the current proposal that is being put forward is not in the best interest of future generations. It is not in the best interest of the American middle class. I can see why someone who is in a tough re-election, like President Trump and senators, have to endorse this plan. But I'm not going to. I'm going to tell you right here, right now, this is bad economics. It's bad public policy. It's not something I will put my name behind.
And I want to thank those of you that support our program at charliekirk.com slash support because you allow us to tell these truths honestly and directly every single day. Now, I want to tease something for you. On Monday, a very courageous band of doctors got into the fight and went public with their dissident views. They're calling it a white coat summit. Their event reads this, quote, if Americans continue to let so-called experts and media personalities make their decisions, the great American experiment of a constitutional republic with a representative democracy will cease to exist. And I can go on about this, but guess what? Tomorrow, I have an exclusive interview with eight to 12 of those doctors. Not sure the exact number. I'm going to Washington, D.C. We have a undisclosed location where I'm going to sit down with them and ask them their questions. So do me a favor. If you're listening to this and you have Chinese coronavirus questions for these doctors, email us your questions about the virus at freedom at charliekirk.com. We are going to ask them about masks. We're going to ask them about Fauci. We're going to ask them about Burks, lockdowns, all of it. Freedom at charliekirk.com. Freedom at charliekirk.com. Come. Who's your wireless provider? AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile? What if I told you that Pure Talk USA uses the exact same network as all those carriers, same towers, same exact coverage, but literally costs you half? I, I didn't believe this at first. When I started talking to the people at Pure Talk, I said, this is too good to be true. But it's actually real. So let me tell you, Sarah from Abilene, Texas. The service is amazing. Love the price. The speed is quick. The reception is perfect. Lori from Menasha, Wisconsin. I switched from one of the major cell service carriers on the recommendation of a competing talk show host, and I'm paying way less, receiving equally good service. Thanks, Pure Talk. I couldn't be happier. So here's what you do. Switching is so easy. You can keep your own phone, and they'll send you a new SIM card so you can get the same great service you currently have, but at half the price. Listen to this. Unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just $20 a month. The average person is saving $400 a year. Talk about a middle-class tax cut, $400 a year. So why is it so much cheaper than AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile? No overhead, no retail stores, no billion-dollar-a-year ad campaigns, no value adds to your contract that you end up paying for, and you only pay for the data you need. Their customer service is right here in the United States. Their CEO is a U.S. veteran. He loves his country, and he knows what it means to sacrifice for America. So here's the deal. Unlimited talk plus two gigs of data. For just $20 a month, I checked this service out. They are terrific. So right now, all you have to do is take out your mobile phone, dial pound 250 and say the keyword Charlie Kirk. That's pound 250. Say the keyword Charlie Kirk. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. One more thought here. Keep your eyes closely peeled that tomorrow there might be a big tech crackdown inbound. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, Google and Alphabet CEO Sundar Pekai, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and Apple CEO Tim Cook will all face questioning from Congress in a hearing Wednesday. Good. This hearing is the first time the four CEOs will testify at the same congressional hearing. It is also the first time that Jeff Bezos, the richest man ever to exist, will testify before Congress. Now, the tech moguls will be answering to allegations that they're in violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act. What is that? It is a landmark piece of legislation passed in 1890, which regulates competition among enterprises signed into law by President Benjamin Harrison. It broadly prohibits, number one, anti-competitive agreements, and number two, unilateral conduct that monopolizes or attempts to monopolize the relevant market. Now, Google perfectly fits this bill. Lawmakers will likely question Google in regard to its iron grip on the ad and search market. Google, of course, controls 92% of the entire search engine market. I have called for Google to be broken up under the Sherman Antitrust Act. 
channeling our inner Teddy Roosevelt because we love liberty and we love freedom. Google has 91.75% of all search results, Bing with 2.75%, which is Microsoft, and Yahoo at 1.7%, and the rest goes down from there. And according to Dr. Robert Epstein, who many of you know about, we're going to try to have him on our podcast very soon, Google search results may have swayed at least 2.6 million votes to Hillary Clinton at, quote, rock bottom minimum. That's up to 10.4 million votes that could have been shifted to Clinton in 2016. And that's just based on search result manipulation. So what else is on the docket? Apple is being investigated over claims that it gives its own apps special treatment over third parties in its app store. And Facebook is in the spotlight for the acquisitions it has made in recent years of would-be competitors, namely WhatsApp, Instagram, and Giphy. Amazon will be investigated over whether it's promoted its own brands ahead of third-party sellers. So keep a close eye on the big tech crackdown that is happening tomorrow. We will have an analysis and reaction. We have been talking about this quite a lot here on The Charlie Kirk Show, about how big tech has created themselves to almost be a super government of sorts. Thank you guys so much for listening and for supporting our podcast at charliekirk.com slash support, charliekirk.com slash support. For the first 15 people that have said they've listened to this program, we will send you a copy, signed copy of the New York Times bestseller, MAGA Doctrine, M-A-G-A Doctrine. So type in Charlie Kirk Show, hit subscribe, give us a five-star review, screenshot it, and email us freedom at charliekirk.com, freedom at charliekirk.com. That gets you in the running to win a signed copy of the MAGA Doctrine. If you want to get involved with Turning Point USA, go to tpusa.com. That is tpusa.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. I think we covered all the topics very comprehensively here. There should be no more stimulus. Open America now. I hope you stay safe. Make good decisions. Part of liberty is responsibility. We'll be back with more episodes and listen to our sister episode of Sean Hannity. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. God bless. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.